What is up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Mark Francis in the host seat today. And uh, with us, we have the standard. The Every week now, you've been coming around. Alicia Battaglia, how are you? I'm good. good. I'm good, yeah. It's been a while for me to be here, so I'm excited to get back into yeah, the routine. Yeah, like to have you and I on the same time. It's it's been a while. Yeah, well, so we're excited this rotation about that. We have it gets kind of wonky. Well, it's good though. Yeah, we need variety of voices, and then in the standard pastor seat as well, Mark Carey. How are you? I'm 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 doing okay. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay is better than that's not okay, right? That's right. I'm well, here. We're glad to have you, and we are excited. I don't know if we're excited or we're kind of getting a little sad. We're nearing the end mm-hmm. of an entire sermon series that started last fall. So we're past the one-year mark in the book of Acts, and here we are in the final chapter. So I will turn it over to you, Alicia, here in the final chapter 28. Just give us a quick uh, rundown of what you gleaned from this sermon. Yes. So we hit the first part of 28 uh, this week, and then the next week we'll finish it off. But um, encouraging encounters were, we saw the welcome committee in Malta. And mm. and then also um, when Paul is journeying to Rome, he also had encouraging encounters. And I have a lot that I want to talk about with the Malta scenario, but... Bite-sized pieces. Here we go. But, yeah. but I'm going to hold that <laughs> because I want to just highlight first the biggest thing that stood out to me in uh, this this whole passage was in verse 14 uh, in 28. Well, actually, we'll back up a little bit to 13. And this is after they left the island and they're on their way to Rome. And after one day, a south wind sprang up. And on the second day, we came to Petoli. And there we found brothers and were invited to stay with them for seven days. And so we came to Rome. And the brothers there, when they heard about us, came as far as the Forum of Appius and three taverns to meet us. And on seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. And in keeping with the theme of the triumph of the gospel, which started from the very beginning of Acts, we see that the purpose for Acts is to spread the good news. And so that jumped out to me because it shows that this message, Christianity has been spreading and it's made its way to these these towns, these mm-hmm. cities, mm-hmm. all the way here to the ends of the earth. And God is not only using Paul, yes, he's instrumental, but Paul didn't, he's not the primary influence in what's happening here. This message is spreading through other people and how God is using other people um, to essentially fulfill this commission to go to the ends of the earth. And I loved how Paul thanks God and he took courage by that. It wasn't just that we need Paul and we need the message that Paul has. Paul needs the church. And so this, along the way, God is sending people to encourage him. And I'm assuming he probably didn't even know most of these people. They're just fellow brothers and sisters who know that he's a brother in Christ and 
has come along to greet him and encourage him and um, what the Lord has for him. And so it's just, it's a neat picture here coming to the end of the, the whole book to see God, once again, he is triumphing. The gospel is triumphing mm-hmm. and he's using, yes, Paul, but so many other yeah. people to make that happen. I think of, uh, clear up at the very beginning, Acts 2, the day of Pentecost, there was all these thousands and tens of thousands of Jews at in Jerusalem for the feast of Pentecost. And that's when God sovereignly chose for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit for the church to begin, uh, for that message to be, you know, to be shared by Peter in the sermon. And we know that a lot, uh, many of those people stayed in Jerusalem, and that's why they had to have the, the deacons and the help with the serving of the food. But the guess would be hmm. a lot of those people went back home, and, hmm. and, and, and that hmm. was over the Roman Empire. Hmm. So God sovereignly hmm. started that whole thing starting, going with that sermon by Peter, and then he had an immediate army hmm. of people, not that they were deep theologians and wealth, but they knew who Jesus was, the good news. Jesus died. This man who you crucified, he's raised from the dead. We're testing witnesses of this this day. And man, they took that message and yeah, hmm. made it to Rome and who it's knows where a, else. Such a fitting title for the sermon series too, Triumph of the Gospel, yeah. because it really is God on display and seeing it spread like that mm-hmm. to proclaim to the world. You're right. I mean, Paul this whole time is saying, I'm going to get to Rome. Yeah. And here he is. And there's fellow believers there that are going to meet him. And God's faithful to do what he said he was going to do. And then to another, we talked about Julius last week, but Julius is still with Paul and he's, he's observing these interactions with these fellow Christians. And so I, I still am so, you know, I'm just so anticipating seeing Julius in heaven one day, because I just like the impact of being with Paul and then, but then seeing these interactions of what's happening with the church and the believers and their love and care for one another. And Julius already had kindness and favor towards Paul. So I, I would love just, you Mm -hmm. know, to see how God was using that to soften his heart. And because he's right there with Paul the whole time, Mm -hmm. you know, so this is one of the unknowns that we don't have. Yeah, all these different soldiers that he was chained to once he got to Rome. Right. And all the, the creative ways that God had to continue the triumph of the gospel, which is, as we'll see next week, Acts doesn't end. Yeah. yeah. Just, so, so question, as we're looking at this passage, you break it up and you end where you ended. And and looking at, you could go a few different directions with this passage. I mean, you can talk about the storyline. You can talk about the healings that occur, but really the focus of where you ended up was just the hospitality of believers and encouraging one another in that way. Um, what kind of stood out to you as the, the key verse or the key passage that was just eye-opening um, as you were studying through this? Well, I think, I, not, not to be overly technical, I think there's somewhat of a, of a chiastic structure here mm-hmm. or... or um, uh, or the, the passage seems to be bookended mm-hmm. by the kindness that was showed in verse two, and the encouragement uh, that um, Paul takes courage in verse fifteen. So it just seemed like it was a. a uh, we 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 start with the 
the kindness and I kind of extrapolate from that, the, what encouragement that must have been as they, as I mm -hmm. said, dragged their dead carcasses up on the shore, not right. knowing even where they were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they're, they're blessed. So they're encouraged. And then we end with encouragement. That seemed like that was a, mm -hmm. that was a, it was a kind of a textual indicator that that was kind of the paint, the main theme here mm -hmm. um, that after all that Paul had gone through for the last two plus years mm -hmm. and the threats and the imprisonment and the, all of that, he just, God just blesses him. Mm -hmm. And um, even after, yeah. So what do you, uh, we talked about this last night in our small group um, about in verse two, the native people showed unusual kindness what do you, what, why do you think that Luke was using that word unusual kindness versus, you know, like that's an ordinary, mm -hmm. you know, not rather than just a usual or ordinary kindness. What do you think the difference was with this unusual kindness or extraordinary kindness that the natives were showing to mm -hmm. them? And use the word common grace yeah. also. Yeah. To unpack that well, too. regular kindness would have been, they just brought wood. Unusual kindness is they lit the wood. <laughs> That's okay. Good, good theology there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think. I think. Uh, I mean, that's a great question. I'm not. I think. Put yourself in Luke's. He's writing this. Uh -huh. Put yourself in Luke's shoes, and he's been with Paul. You know, in the imprisonment, and you know, he's his personal physician, and he was there in Jerusalem. And Paul has not been given a fair shake. Mm -hmm. I mean. Felix forgets him basically. Well, you know, for mm -hmm. two years he's in there, wanted some money from him. And, and Festus is a maybe a decent enough guy, but you know, he 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 wanted to do you know tip his hat to the Jewish leaders, and you know, so Paul has just not been given a fair shake. And all that has gone through the death threats, and and then this crazy journey, and they didn't listen to him when they should have, and now they're. They're for two and a half weeks or two weeks, you know, they're throwing up their lunch every day or every hour because of the waves mm -hmm. and the storm and all that stuff. And then the shipwrecks and all, and all this stuff. Luke was there. He's experienced all that. And and then they they come on on the beach and these people light a fire. They, they take that. I, I, I think imagine, that's why Paul, he, imagine Luke the scene used that too, word. Because they're... Um, there's 276 men. I'm assuming they're probably all men on the ship. <clears throat> and they're, some of them are soldiers. Some of them are prisoners. And you, you can't, like, as, as a native, seeing all these people come on onto the island, you... You could be really confused. Like, should they be intimidated? Should Probably they chains too. I mean, we're talking prisoners. Yeah. Probably. So I don't they're coming they, out of the water. I mean, if they were looking pretty rough with chains, right. they might not. They were going to sink. But Paul had said, "Not one. Right. You know, no one's going to be right. hurt." Yeah, and and, and a lot of times, seamen and with these islanders, they're not very welcoming to. Strangers. Yes, yeah, strangers. And so I think that probably also makes their hospitality even that more remarkable. I think that yeah. I In think Luke was just absolutely blown away. They did not expect this. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was truly extraordinary kindness. So I think it's a well chosen word. Mm -hmm. That's what it was for Luke. Mm -hmm. This is just this was more than we could have ever bargained for. And again, yeah. not probably not believers, probably not, not. Christians, no. probably not heard the message of the gospel. 
And, and here God is going to bless them with yeah. the shipwreck of the gospel That's coming right. into their lives where people are being healed. Yeah. They're, they're seeing miracles. They recognize that, okay, Paul is somebody who has a message. It's not written here, but you've got to think implied oh in my, these three months, yeah. what was going on in that island to yeah. where the gospel is spreading to yeah. where God allowed Paul to be there and rest for a bit before he goes to Rome. Yeah. And discipleship was probably occurring on that island. Which would, by the way, be a very interesting thing for someone listening, maybe, or whatever, to look, to, to check back historically. Mm. I, I'm just curious, what was the Christian testimony on Malta? What's mm. the history That's of it? one of my questions that I had, because there, there's no record of Paul like when they called him a, a, a god. And back in Acts 14, when he mm -hmm. and Barnabas were in Lystra, he corrected their wrong thinking and set them in their place. And Luke doesn't record any of that. He does not record any of his teaching of you know, proclaiming the gospel to the people. We're assuming, because we know that mm -hmm. that's Paul's character and God's sovereign over putting him there on the island. So we're you know, as Christians, we can see God in the details behind the scenes, but Luke doesn't record any no, of that. No. And so I wonder why he didn't bring any of that to light in this passage, just basically telling the story. Yeah. I, he obviously had a, a different goal. He had something else in mind. Mm -hmm. I, I think it still goes back to the sovereignty of God providing this kindness. Um, it wasn't about Paul and he, it wasn't about what his mission was. It wasn't, this was a shipwreck stop, an un, unplanned stop, but humanly speaking. Mm -hmm. Paul didn't say uh, two years before, I'm planning on going to Malta mm -hmm. because they need to hear, <laughs> no, he's going to Rome. Right. But God had that in mind. Um, I, I, it just seemed like the spotlight kind of went off Paul a little bit mm. and it was on God. I mean, the guy was shipwrecked. He's picking up sticks. He's getting bit by a viper. He, but God was intervening in all this. And um, yeah, I, I mean, it would have been fun to, we could have included something about just to, just give me a sentence or something yeah. about, and you know, and the entire island right. turned to Jesus Christ. Right. Right. The, <laughs> yes. The number of believers grew. Or, you right. Know, like, right, that, right. Something like that. Something like that has gone along in, yeah. in Acts, but it it it's not said there, so it is kind of a head scratcher of some yeah. of the reasons of what get what stories get put in, what gets elaborated, mm -hmm. and what doesn't. It, it's and right. what of those stories get told. right? Yeah. Right. The extent it, of it is basically in verse eight when he says it happened that the father of Publius lay sick with fever yeah, and dysentery. Yeah. Like, okay, it happened. Well, how did that, it, the providence of God, because if like, if Paul didn't grab the snake and they didn't see that he didn't die, like, well, first, I mean, even going back to getting the wood, you know, if Paul did that. And then That's he, right. he's, you know, being all things to all men in that way. Yeah, and then, mm -hmm. you know, this series of events, that's the it happened <laughs> that you know in God's yeah. providence. So we can it's, we it's, can read yeah. that kind of in yeah. the layers. Yeah, as you as you say that, it's kind of almost now that you say that, it kind of reminds me of the story of Esther. Because hmm. yes, God is no, not mentioned. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and the, but mm -hmm. it happened mm -hmm. that this and mm -hmm. this and mm -hmm. that. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of well, interesting. Let's let's talk about just the application a bit, because you did bring it to, okay, what does this mean to us? And the hospitality component, the 
encouragement component, the kindness that we see here in this passage, yeah, obviously we're called to do the same. Um, Paul didn't necessarily get, not that we can see, worn out. You know, so there's something about the work of the ministry that he just continues to pour out. He's out there picking up sticks. Mm-hmm. He's out there willing to meet the people and 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 assist in the the miracles and the healing that God is doing. So there's there's a there's a component that I, I heard from you that this is all through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so if, if we're looking at these stories and be like, okay, let's get out there and we need to show kindness to the world and we need to be hospitable and you know do those things, there is a component of getting burned out. Um, there's a component of attempting to do it in our own strength, but yet you're saying the opposite. Yeah. And, and so how we take this passage and, and look at it is, um, can be, you know, one of two ways here, we're called to go do this ourselves or let's model what Paul did and, and know that this is just a level of hospitality and kindness that is just part of the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, spirit energized, um, refreshment um that where we refresh one another you mentioned the the concept of common grace because the natives didn't have the spirit of god Mm -hmm. but god i think again in his grace moved upon them Mm -hmm. that so we would look at that and say where did that come from these are pagans Mm -hmm. well have have you not ever been shown kindness by someone who might be a rank Mm -hmm. uh atheist or or whatever i mean it's God um, is working out a plan to get Paul to Rome, to bring the gospel, the triumph of the gospel to Rome. And uh, he creatively uses shipwrecks and uh, self-centered governors and, and evil Jewish leaders and kind Maltese uh, uh, natives. Mm-hmm. Just the different players, mm-hmm. that, the, the variation of it all behind it is God's, again, the triumph of the gospel. It's just yeah. God bringing about his, and, and any one of these places in the last three chapters or so, or, or, or um, uh, 22, six chapters, Paul could have ended up dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we could have not had an apostle Paul back mm-hmm. in chapter 22. Uh, but it's just, so I th- is Luke writes this, he's writing it to Theophilus. I'm just wondering, it'd be fun to have a conversation with a Theophilus who received <laughs> this for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so what did you learn, Theophilus? What, what stuck yeah. up to you? Right. What, you know, and what, what do you walk away from this, this uh, historical accounting, chronicling that Paul does in, in the book of Acts? I have to believe it, he would say a big dose of... Um, of the, of the sovereignty of God, of fulfilling his purposes through the variegated multiple ways that he did, did it, through the pains, the sorrows, the hatred, the kindness. Mm. But twice he'll mention at the end of that passage uh, that I uh, we looked at, twice he mentioned, verse 14, and thus we came to Rome, and verse 16, and mm-hmm. when we entered Rome, it's, it's just like mm-hmm. it's emphasized. Yeah. We made it to Rome. Yeah. And the only way he did that was because of God's yeah, sovereign God grace. Saw, mm-hmm. God saw yeah. through. Yeah. Um, I was, I looked in a little bit to hospitality and I was looking at different scriptures and just what, um, the Bible, how the Bible speaks about hospitality. And, um, <clears throat> it's, it's one of those things that is very 
other focused. Um, and Hebrews, there were two spots in Hebrews that jumped out to me. Um, in 1131, by faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And then hmm. in Hebrews 13, 2, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. So there's this, in those couple of passages there, hospitality is welcoming those who are different. And they're, they maybe don't believe the same that you do. They're maybe of a different culture. They, uh, you know, but they're just different from you. And so there, you had mentioned in the, in the message about the spirit energized hospitality, but sometimes that's hard. Like it, it's requires hard work and, um, that there is so much truth to that because there can be easy hospitality, which, mm -hmm. you know, it still requires work, but then there's also hard hospitality when you have to show that extraordinary ki kindness, that extra amount of generosity, a little bit of sacrifice Yes, to someone else, because they might rub you the wrong way <laughs> and you, it may require extra, uh, on your part to extend that heart of hospitality and kindness. And, um, and then I was just thinking about the hospitality that the Lord has shown to us who believe. And he, God showed his love for us that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And then I was thinking about, um, for, for now, like while we're waiting for his return, he's given us communion where we can, um, come to his table and remember his body that was broken for us and his blood that was shed for us. And then in Revelation, it, it, we, we have something to look forward to, the marriage feast of the Lamb where we, where we get to be with him and feast with him, and, you know, in that beautiful picture of being united as the bride of Christ. And so I just, I, I felt so loved by God mm. and welcomed by God when I was just thinking about the hospitality that he has shown me. And so I, in cons when it's hard to show hospitality to somebody, I think it would behoove us to meditate on the hospitality that Christ has shown us. That's right. And that's, and that's what I was gaining out of the sermon as well at the end of just the conclusion, be like, yeah, when it's through the power of the Holy Spirit, the tough times of doing ministry or hos being hospitable to people can come easy because what, what is, what's compelling me to do this? Well, 2 Corinthians 5 is mm -hmm. it's the love of Christ mm -hmm. that compels me. Mm -hmm. And that was a word that you used that really stuck out, that word compel, uh, mm -hmm. of just well, how am I going to continue to do this? How is Paul going to continue to do this when he's shipwrecked and on his way to Rome where he knows, okay, probably death's yeah. door is on its way. And yeah. and so, but it's, it's because he cares so much for any person that he comes in contact with for them to hear the good news of Christ. And that is, is the love of Christ that's compelling that's him right. to do those things. That's that I quoted Matthew 11 where, you know, where Jesus said, all you are heavy laden and burdened, mm -hmm. you know, just come on to me, mm -hmm. all you who, who are just at your rope, your life's end, uh, rope's end, you're shipwrecked, you're dragging your carcass up, uh, onto a beach, have nothing but the shirt on your back. Come on to me. And I will give you rest. Mm. Very same word 
that was used there in the in the Corinthians passage of refreshment. Mm-hmm. They have refreshed yeah. my my spirit. So yeah, I I do think we're never more like Christ than when we allow the Spirit of God, the, the, the presence of Christ, to flow through us. It also says something about going ahead and being on the willing to be on the receiving end of it. Mm-hmm. Because some people mm-hmm. they oh no you know can't, I can do this myself you know. No, mm-hmm. you know, they Paul received it yes. from the natives. He received it from the uh, believers as mm-hmm. he's coming to Rome. Uh, and he was encouraged. Say, I, and he took yeah, courage. Took courage. Yep. Yeah. Um, he yeah. thanked there's, God. There's took a courage. unity aspect to that, of the, that interchange of giving and receiving. It's, it's, it's unifying because it's not a one-way, you know, one-sided where you do all the giving. And, yeah. um, and even in that picture of hospitality, it's there in the giving and the receiving part of it, there's, there's joy on both ends. Mm-hmm. And that is such a gift that the Lord has given us for here. Yeah. Yeah. Paul, and, and when Paul reciprocated, you know, people start coming and, and, and he heals people and Luke probably got on his medicine bag if he still had it with him and they're ministering to people. Um, they did that free gratis. Mm-hmm. They didn't expect payment. Yeah. Uh, they paid him at the end. You know, when they, it said, you know, they, they gave them gifts and, um, but, um, they, they did that with free, well, they, uh, they, and housing. I mean, they and were housing, there for three yeah, months and the yeah, hospitality and the food stay on and the, the beach. Yeah. The shelter. And yeah, yeah, it was, it, so they received that. They, they took, they took it and they, I'm sure they said, thank you for it. And yeah. they, I know you don't need to do that, but mm-hmm. they wanted to do it. And these people graciously did that. I just think this was such a encouraging um, little respite Mm -hmm. into the life of the really up on for many chapters, the tragedy of, of the world accosting God's people. Mm -hmm. And then there's this little oasis. It's like a three month sabbatical. It is like, yes, a little vacation, be refreshed and renewed. And, and he, (laughs) but we don't hear like the specifics of that, but we know that that's what God is doing. And when you think of like the, the handout that we've talked about the last couple of weeks, God's faithfulness through my story and, and potentially charting it and seeing the graphs, you know, you could easily show this is a down moment in Paul's life, but no, this is where God showed up and was allowing a shipwreck yeah. And a snake bite to be used for his glory. And so if you're charting it, it from human appearances looks pretty rough. Yeah. And but yet God is going to be yeah. glorified in doing his work through that, which shows that it's God's faithfulness that's right. That's happening of course and throughout maybe, the course of time. And maybe sometimes we just need to say, Lord, open my eyes to that. Because mm. right now I don't see it. Obviously for Paul, it was right in his face. You know, as they're coming out, of, you know, and out of the thickets on the beach, and they're helping, and they're doing, giving them gifts and all that stuff. Um, we can be, we can be so encumbered and so lost in our circumstances and pain. You know, can you imagine if those people, Paul, Luke, any of them, got on the beach and just moaned and groaned and laid there for days and oh what's all you know look back in the rope broken ship and right over there there's a fire going you know <laughs> but, oh the rain this mm-hmm. rain is terrible cold. i'm cold i'm wet yeah. you know what god why are you doing this to me and right over there's a fire mm-hmm. and it was built by people that don't even know jesus but god sent them 
So open your eyes mm -hmm. and see mm -hmm. the blessings of God because um, they're more num numerous than we can count. There is one really, really practical picture of hospitality that um, hit home for me and the, you, you were there. So um, yesterday was Mark Seal's funeral. Um, he died a couple Sunday. Two, yep. two, I'm, Sunday. Oh, sorry. Yep. I'm, my days That's are mixed okay. up. Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So he, he died two Sundays ago and he's one of our brothers here at FBC. And um, in, his, in his funeral, Mike Thomas highlighted the impact of one of your sermons, Pastor Mark, that had on Mark that was the, I think it was an, an evangelism sermon, but the, the idea was of hearing someone's story, sharing your story, which ultimately points to God's story. And I just, I thought that right there is a picture of hospitality because here it's, you are taking interest in the other person and welcoming, welcoming them into hearing about them as a person, taking interest in them, and then also sharing your story. But ultimately it points to God's story. And I just thought, oh, there's hospitality at yeah. its finest. And, and Mark Seals did that beautifully. Yeah. And, and that's what I appreciated of Martha Beitzel's story, yeah. uh, the video during the entire um, worship time where she pointed out different markers in her life that were good and seemed really bad. And she's young still, mm -hmm. and she's reflecting enough to be able to see, okay, God was here through that. Mm -hmm. God was here through those years where I was really depressed because of cancer. And, mm -hmm overcoming that and still getting part of, of say, okay, I am on the right path. God is leading me down this road and it's for a reason. Yeah. And so Martha was able to articulate that, yeah. I thought, very well. And as strong as Paul was, as knowing his God and having personal encounters with Jesus, you will go to Rome and all of that. I don't know if his faith wavered. I don't know. It doesn't say it. I don't know if Luke's did, but you got to believe that when that ship is breaking up, and they don't know where they are. It might have crossed his mind, but God, why? Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to Rome. And then they get to the beach and they see the fire, they see the people. And it was like, wow, mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. So we have to, let's let's not forget. Not, mm -hmm. Let's not keep looking back at the shipwreck. Mm -hmm. yep. Let's keep looking at what they have done. Mm -hmm. yep. That would have been a good application included in my sermon. There you go. Yeah. Us, we're hitting it right now. <laughs> It's, it was the faithfulness that's, of God. That's why you have to listen to the podcast. And and so it, if God is faithful in our own lives. God is faithful to his people and his church around the world. And God has been doing this through all eternity. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of looking at this. And so here's my segue into what's coming up in a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. because we're going to have plenty of global church partners come to Winchester in a couple of weeks for our global church week. And these are people who we have partnerships with over many, many years who are doing the work in ministry around the world. And um, we're going to continue to hear stories from them to be encouraged by what is God doing in their life right now. And knowing that he's, yes, faithful to us here, faithful to Winchester, but man, he's doing it around the world. And so there's going to be so many different opportunities for us as a church to be engaged and greet and meet and show hospitality, but be encouraged by their stories and the visitors that are going to be here. So 
October 7th through 15th is the dates and you go to the website for all the different details of the different events and activities. Um, I mean, I can highlight them all, but it'll be very long. So last week's email um, was me giving a quick little tutorial on how to go through the web page. So you can navigate that easily. Um, there's going to be a night of worship on the first Sunday night. There's a fellowship family on the final Sunday night where we get a chance to have a congregational meeting. Um, and everywhere in between, there's opportunities to interact with our visitors and learn about our global missions program and, and how similar it is to the book mm -hmm. of Acts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be really neat to have that be unfolded and hear stories of, um, yeah, of what he's doing in his church around the world. So the gospel continues to triumph. Continues to triumph. So that's yeah, exciting. So you're nearing the end of Acts. You've got two more weeks of, of the series of Acts, and then we're launching into the Global Church Week. So fbcva.org slash gcw23 is where to go for all that. You click on a couple of those different buttons there and let us know because we still need help to, to volunteer, to serve for different things. Let us know you can actually interact and meet and hang out with one of our Global Church partners on that Wednesday of that week. Um, and so there's tons of different activities. So I will get off my horse right now and say, just go do it. So it's uh, it's coming <laughs> up fun week. right around the corner. And so thanks guys for being here once again. Mark, Alicia, good conversation. And Caleb, we look forward to having you back next week. The fact of the matter, guys, is that sermons are not meant just to take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. So until next week, much love and God bless.